Still looking for that first wind. Yeah. That first <laughs> intro wind to pick this shit up. Um, okay, so we can start. I have some not like real like questions. I just have things I want to talk to Zod about. Okay. Mm. Um I also have things I want to talk to Zod about. You do? Yeah, like what, two. Just two things? Yeah. What are they? Are they about his freckles? I already brought them up. No, I don't talk about his freckles. Well, now that it's That's been good. presented and he hasn't really answered, obviously we have to talk. About whether or not he's fucked a fat girl and how he fucked her and whether or not he thought it was good. I want to know everything. I just want to know everything. It's true. Don't name anybody. Her name was Martha. I'm sorry. I did it. Martha? (laughs) I made up something. That's like a fat girl name. Her name was Martha. Her name was Martha. You think fat girls sound like, like their name sounds like what you think of them? You know? Martha. Martha. That's how I sounded when I was eating that sandwich. I was like saying Martha. I have a theory that every guy's penis kind of looks like a mini version of him. Like Ed's dick would have like a small hat on it. It'd be like. (laughs) And like a big ass head on like a surprisingly thin. And then then his balls. His balls would always be like doing this motion. You can't see the motion because this is on the Um, internet. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I'm thinking I'm going back through my catalog of dicks. Uh, I think that we have to start the podcast so we can talk about this on the podcast. Already started. Welcome to relationship. I'm Stacy. Welcome to relationship. I'm Oha. Okay. This is Zod. Now Zod. Okay. Here. Um, the dick thing. Let's do the dick thing first. I am thinking back through the dicks. Think, you know, Reminiscing, uh, what do they look like? The person they looked like their attitude for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get across. They that's looked correct. like their attitude, like the nice guys. Their dick was like meek and like nice, so nice, yeah, like nice soft dick. and. Not, it's a dick that would open up the door for your grandmother. Yeah, yeah. If it could, but then like, oh, like the poor, dirty ones, always like <laughs> scuzzy dick. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> impoverished, mostly those. Poor, poor in the way, like Montrose poor. You know what Montrose poor is? Montrose poor is like, can I finish your sandwich? Ooh, well put. That dick would like eat the rest of your food. Montrose poor is like uh, a guy whose like main source of income is like house sitting. Yeah. And dog sitting for people. Montrose poor is like you have seven roommates and everybody just has a mattress. Why? It's like a dick that wants to drink at Poison Girl all the time. Yes. Okay. And they do. Yeah. Well, been there, done that. You I just want to say that I, I like that place. Can anybody walk in Poison Girl without seeing a dick that they've been with? I can. Yeah. What about a vagina? I can. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Mantra. Oh, wait, Poison Girl and Grand Prize. Like, just can't go there. Mm. You know what I mean? I can't. Will not let me in. They <laughs> will let you in? So Zod, um, you are a friend of mine, and I Aww. enjoy talking to you <laughs> on a regular basis. It's true. I've never said that to you, but I I feel that, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like you're very charming, and you are you can kind of like talk to anybody, kind of. Is that like a new a, haircut? It is a new haircut, yeah. 
Is this what you do when people compliment you? Every time. Okay, perfect. I do too. Uh, when people compliment me, I say, I'm going to put that in my spank bank and come to it later. <laughs> and they get really awkward and leave. And it's perfect because I don't like compliments that much. Um, but yeah, you are charming and you are, um, you can just kind of talk to anybody and do you, are you aware of your charm or, and do you use it? Like, can you deploy it? Because I know I can deploy my charm and I know Stacy, you're really good at deploying it too. Is it a tool you use? Cause you are excellent at it. You feel like you're the only person in the room that he's talking to, right? (laughs) Isn't that true? I yeah, I like, think so. I yeah. Like this podcast is going to end up with us triple fucking. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Real world. That, that is actually style. what the podcast is. Uh, we it's talk an a little bit to a threesome with all of our and guests, and then we fuck. Ed records it all. Yeah. <laughs> I there's some semblance of a professional capacity, like from working and from doing stuff that you have to have, which some people, whether it be in comedy or at work or wherever in life, don't have. They don't. They don't have the idea that like different circumstances mean that you have to address them differently, which can be a good or a bad thing. And then I also have the thing where if I feel comfortable with someone I already know in like the first couple of seconds, I'm like, oh, I can talk to that person and then I just don't care. So it's a mix of like apathy of really not honestly not caring about filtering myself maybe and then also maybe recognizing the situation. Does that make sense at all? Is that a good answer? I think that you, um, in the stand-up world, you're a stand-up. Mm-hmm. Um, in the stand-up world in Houston, which is the world that we're exposed to, mm-hmm. you have the most, you're just the coolest one. Oh. Like, oh, I mean, it's sad for the other people because they're like, not all those all other people them. would disagree wholeheartedly. For real? Yeah. They would? Yes. I feel like I've had conversations with stand-ups after shows or before shows, and they just can't really talk. Maybe it's just to women, but they can't really speak. They can't, or they only are limited. And you just, sometimes you just like go off on a conversation. I'm like, oh, I'm along for the ride. But they're just like, I can't, right? Yeah, well... Like my favorite people in stand up that are my friends are the people that that I think stand ups generally tend to scrutinize words and conversation and meaning and like want to be very exact and a word a phrase that I found through doing stand up is is quote unquote self awareness. Like stand ups mm-hmm. appreciate people that are self aware. And I think what can happen is that they think about that too much to where they want to be present, but then they're watching themselves sometimes. So it, it kind of, I like the idea of being so maybe quote unquote present that I'm not really self-aware to where I'm just like, this is a fun thing that we're yeah. doing and I don't really care about. Save the self-awareness for like in your bedroom, like when you're <laughs> berating yourself for everything wrong you but, said. So I don't know, the people that I'm friends with, like, you know, uh, Dale and Zach, who I work with at the office, were both great stand-ups and stuff. We, in the office, joke around more than I think we do maybe even when we're outside of the office because it's a closed environment where it's like a safe place. Uh-huh. And so we tend to, like, be real goofballs. And then we come outside, it's maybe a little bit less. But I wish it was yeah. more because who gives a shit? Yeah, I feel like me in this scene... I want to just talk about all my feelings. Let's just say like the 
crazy things we think or, mm-hmm. or feel, but maybe people just try to be too cool. And I'm like, I think not so. cool yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah. I tried nixing that attitude in myself a, like literally a, a while back. It took me like a, a really long time to just be like, that's not a way to live. Yeah, that's probably why you're so successful. Like, so, like you were voted best <laughs> new come with like somebody wrote about you. Saying yeah, David Garrett. Were... He's he's a you guys know him. He's, he writes for uh, Free Press Houston, and he's the only guy covering comedy in Houston. And I'm sure he gets a lot of shit from people because he choose, you know, he has to choose what he writes about, and that doesn't always cover all the bases for everybody. But he still puts stuff out there, and he's throwing some nice words my way, and uh, I'm more than appreciative for that. And I told him that. So um, he's I think been it's very cool, cool to be uncool. So you're I cool. think so. You know, going back to the self awareness thing you were talking about, I find myself. Uh, definitely trying to ride the wave between how much I observe people and myself and how much I'm actually enjoying that moment. Um, And I definitely struggle with it because um, uh, do you ever find that in your life you sort of see things like a movie scene? Oh, constantly. Um, I find myself like not being offended personally by things that maybe I should feel bad about Mm -hmm. or like getting myself into tough situations that are – Th- yeah. That I should feel terrible about, but then when I look at them as a movie scene, I'm like, "That's fucking hilarious. That's mm-hmm. so great and so good, and I'm so glad it happened to me, even though the sort of real p- particulars of it were fucked as hell." Yeah, um, I just enjoy life and situations, and mm-hmm. sometimes when they're fucked up, I just kind of use them as fuel for, I don't know, improv or talking to people or connecting with people. I find I'm getting more open as I get older, so. Yeah, I think there's yes to everything you said. I'm starting to realize that there's times when stuff needs to be, like it's good to be social and to be with people and and kind of not think. And then I realize more and more though too that I I love being alone and I like my time where it's my time and I get to just live in that. And so that's, that's the part of the observation whereas like being with people is the part of like, being in the quote-unquote moment and not thinking too much. Mm-hmm. So it's, to me, kind of like a flip-flop back and forth between the two. Um, I have a question. Do you feel like you write the most material when you're being social, you're out all the time, you're doing things, or when you are spending that time alone? Um, probably when we're joking with friends, you'll say something, and then if it's with stand-ups – like that are my friends. I'll be like, "Hey, that's you know, that's that's a funny idea, and that's again something we do at the office too. We're like, Sh- is that is that a good thought? Is that funny?" And then that'll maybe like simmer on your brain, like mm-hmm. at a low boil, and then it's just sitting there and sitting there and sitting there, and then you're just like, "Oh, okay, I know what the line is." But there's some comics that like, can go and like sit down and write. They can just mm-hmm. like, that like I'm amazing. gonna go to the it's coffee sh- store. Coffee store, yep. That's what they call them, coffee stores. And sit down and write for an hour. And I think that there's some truth to like free writing and practicing the muscle of writing. Mm -hmm. But then again, for me, it's just like an idea will come through and then like a bunch of lines will come out right away. And then a lot of the times, like 70% of those lines won't work. I find myself 
always uh, being situationally funny. Mm-hmm. Find myself in a conversation with my friends, riffing. That's yes. when I find that the majority of my ideas come. And if yeah, I try yeah. to sit alone in a room and I don't have anybody to fucking impress, to yes. then really it's about impressing people. For, for a really long time, I was like, I'm going to be... Like, I'm going to control this table. I, I was always, like, I was like, yeah, my yeah. side of the long table is going to be the fun fucking table. The, Which makes you know? sense even watching your improv. Yeah. Which makes more and more sense, too, because even watching improv, Shining Star, I think, when I watch you guys. Thank you. It's a... Uh, star. It's, that's very sweet. No matter who you are. No matter who you are. Shining bright to see. But yeah, there is something about comedy that's, like, it's inherently narcissistic. There's no way of mm-hmm. going about uh-huh. it. Uh and people yeah. who say that it's not are idiots. I mean, not idiots, but maybe just not. Just like fucking idiots. No, I remember. I remember like watching this thing on Rachel. Fe- I love Rachel Feinstein. I think she's a very funny oh, comic. Yeah, she's she's from New York, and she had she was on the show called The It Factor that Godfrey was on at one point, and she was on like another season, and she was like in a cab, and she was like, "Yeah, comedy's just like watch me, listen to me, like me, like me, love me." And then I started, and I was like, yeah, it is kind of that. Because if no one's laughing or clapping or doing any of that, it's like, what the fuck is this? That's what being funny is. Being funny is like, pay attention. Like, you're just like dancing for your supper. (laughs) Just in anything, like any situation, any, yeah. yeah. Well, when Oha, when when I talked to you about doing stand-up, and then we would have conversations, I'd always go like, stop, write that down. That's, That's a funny thing. And you're like, that right there. I'm like, yeah, that's a funny thing. Like, write that down. Make note of it. Because you would say writing, funny I've, things I've in conversation. I start writing more things down. Yeah, you text yourself. Not, yeah, I do text myself. I'm not very good still at going through like the work of it, the honest work of it, which is yeah. writing down the joke that you told, recording all of your shit, and repeating, repeating, repeating it over yeah. and over and over again. Because yeah. I find uh, uh, I get a little. St- I, I get a little caught up in trying to get to the joke and I don't hit all of the things that I need to. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting dynamic with jokes. It's very, it's, it's almost like there is, yes, a formula. And once you know the formula, you sort of start expanding on it and moving outside of it. Mm-hmm. But I find that improv is, is more my sort of nature, which is more gregarious, kind of the same thing as how you write jokes with your friends. I find yeah, it a yeah. lot easier to do improv and riff with people around me as opposed to... But it's been crazy even watching you guys do improv just because of the the work that I've been doing with Beta and then being exposed more to Max and to, you know, different shows that you guys do and then watching. And I've been talking to, you know, other stand-ups and saying like, oh, it's for such a long time, like stand-ups would be like, oh, improv is like, ugh. Because usually they're used to it not being done well. But yeah. then when it is done well, you're like, that was amazing. Yeah. And consistently, you guys do it well. And it makes me go, ah, I want to. I actually do want to try that out, if not for anything but to get loosened up a little bit and have more of a good time. I definitely think that improv can aid stand-up. Oh, yeah. I think in terms of uh, uh, kind of like characters and relationships and mm-hmm. shit that you find funny uh, yeah, yeah. on a on a more organic level i think it transfers completely a lot of the sketch or a lot of the videos that we do or write are all based off of stuff that we came up with on the spot yeah um no i love that yeah it is fun um so i have another question it's for stacy and for zod both. okay so um when you started to do comedy or when you started to get into it, um, what were your what were your biggest sort of fears in terms of uh, yeah, just what what were your biggest fears? Okay, so I still have them all. Um, they're like my friends. 
Uh, I I fear um, not being funny. I fear somebody walking away going, she wasn't worth talking to or listening to. Uh, and then I think choke, like just right in the instant choking, um, when somebody gives you something and you don't, you can't really volley it back to them. That's a big fear of mine. I am in awe of people that don't let their fears control them. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it, I mean, I think that just comes down to, you guys are not going to think about me when you go to bed at night. It's <laughs> not, not again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I got one sock at home with your name on it. Thank you. Well, that's very <laughs> That's the sweetest thing I've ever heard anybody Is it say a to thick somebody one else. That you like? Super yeah. charming man. Yeah. Um, okay, so I, Nobody's going to go home. Realistically, nobody's going to go home and think about what I didn't do funny, what I didn't do right, the smart joke I missed. Right. So if I just remember that and just relax, I guess that's how I like get through it. Yeah. The ego kill sort of where you're like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. shit about my life. But I still think that you guys, (laughs) I... I think it's so amazing that you have the bravery to do stand-up. You don't seem scared at all about it. It's... And don't be don't be dismissive about the fear. You no, are I'm, brave about it. I'm not I'm not dismissive at all. I think I think what ended up happening is that after a while of like bombing so much you just stop caring. It's like either you you were like I it doesn't matter cuz I pretty much do this every night. So it's like yeah, it'll stink for like the night where it's like oh that set didn't go well and then the next day you're like let's do it all over again. So you're kind of just going after the next one, the next one. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's not, it's less bravery and then I think more routine. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if that makes any sense? Routine. Totally. I, I think it's a comfort, uh, it's, it's a separating failure and ego kind of, like mm-hmm. separating the fact that uh, when you fail, it doesn't mean that you are a failure. It yeah. just means that, there is this one instant that is just yeah. kind of like a shitty stepping stone onto something better, mm-hmm. which is I've auditioned for a bunch of shit that I just didn't get because I didn't have experience because I didn't know what I was doing. And then I sucked for a bunch of time at improv and then finally created some space in my own brain to give me, it's almost, it, it's pretty amazing. It's like at first you feel like the minutes are going by really, really uh, slow, like very, very fast, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then slowly as you work on it, you things start slowing down. Your brain just functions in a way that goes faster. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, that also happens with uh, relationships. Like you get comfortable in a relationship and it just is, it's like uh, exposure therapy. You're not, you know, you're not worried about mm-hmm. whether or not you know, you're coming off a certain way or yeah, they yeah, like yeah. you, you just or they sink into it and you're like, yes. this is what, it, whatever it'll okay. be. That's what this is. Yeah. You just do your thing and you, uh, with the knowledge that the other person cares about you and you care about them. And, but the audience mm-hmm. is, is sort of in a way you have a, a unique relationship with them as well. Mm-hmm. And with improv, it's a little bit different because they, they watch you build the inside joke in front of them. They watch you build a joke that nobody else in the world knows about right, but right. you. And nobody else in the world is going to see it again. Whereas in, in stand-up, and it's it's just a different thing. It's not a bad thing. But in stand-up, it's, it's, you create a joke uh, that is just instinctually and purely funny for what it is. And anybody who, who yeah. listens to it could think it's funny. The more... so. 
I was talking to Dusty Rhodes about this yesterday, about like when I first started, I thought like we we did open mics and I was like, oh, you have to be, you have to like be enthusiastic when you get on stage because like you want to go up there and, and be like, how are you guys, you know, like have a good mm -hmm. time and, and you want to like be smiling and enthusiastic and, and, and then the more and more I did it, there was that, again, maybe that less need to impress and you kind of start sinking into your own stuff. And so more and more like recently because of my own personal frustrations or unhappiness or anger or whatever I'm feeling, I just lean into that. Uh -huh. And then it's like, if I'm feeling this way, this set will, will naturally be that way because that's how I'm feeling. And then realizing like happiness can be funny, but sadness can be funny and frustration can be funny and, you know, antagonism can be funny. And whatever I'm feeling, just feeling that and then running with that. And then it becomes maybe a little bit more honest and then maybe I, I like doing it a little bit more because I'm not faking a, a feeling Mm -hmm. that I think I should I should have on stage. I think the audience can always tell when somebody's not authentic. If yeah. it, it feels false. I don't want to laugh at that. Like I actually hate when people come up and like fake or like how y'all doing? Like Yeah, that's, that's weird. What, this started, is an open mic. Somebody's already asked us. We're fine. Okay? <laughs> Let's hear some jokes. Like don't be fake to me. Don't think, try to pull it over. Like yeah, if yeah. you try to hype me, then I'll laugh at you. Just be funny. Yeah, I think I've all, I started thinking to myself that like audiences can be intellectually unintelligent, but emotionally the most intelligent. That's what I am. Yeah, they they might not get a joke, but they know how they feel about you. That's me. Right? I feel like you just like described <laughs> how Stacy feels. I'm like entirely. books, uh, people. I get you. <laughs> it's yeah. totally true. Like, but, don't ask me to spell conscientious, but I feel conscientious. <laughs> You know, <laughs> you know That's what? True. That no, that is hyper true about you, a hundred percent. You're incredibly intuitive, and I think that a lot you of people. You are dumb as rocks. Yeah, yeah. I'm like you have. I mean, uh, math. Ooh, I can't. I can't. You're actually talking into a banana. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think dumb is. <laughs> that's, that's Just right. picking up like inanimate objects and speaking into them. You know what? I do that constantly. I, do, I really do. I do that constantly. I'll just pick up a cup just to make people laugh and I'll be like, hello. So hello? I picked up your remote control and talked into it. Yeah. Yeah. First he typed on it, then he that, talked on it, and then it was like, maker. It's true. Uh, did Zod answer your question about the fears and... Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think it's the, you mentioned the part about just getting comfortable and the failure bit. I guess mm -hmm. I talked about that. My original biggest fear was that I wouldn't be committed to it. That was my real, and that's oh. a fear with everything where I like picked it up and I was like, man, I hope I don't quit this in six months because that would suck. And then I ended up going, no, I really like this. I'm just bad at it. <laughs> like it after sucks. six months, I was like, I'm still humongously bad at this, but it's getting a little bit better and I like it. Yeah. And Do then you it's been a few years now. So. I'm sorry. Do you have like good self-control in life? In terms of? I don't know, anything. I like, think I have very... Discipline. I have discipline. If, if that yeah. was, I was going to say, if the, word, if the word is discipline, then yes. I, I think I have... I think I pride myself in, in being disciplined because for such a long time... I lost a work ethic that I used to have mm -hmm. and it took me like six or seven years of being like a wild person to then something I thought I'd never even get back and stand up kind of help like go like, Oh, you, you have a work ethic. Like you just have to get into the grind of it. And then now that I have that, I'm like, Oh, I can apply that to anything. Mm -hmm. Just making time to do stuff and 
regimenting your is that a word? That's a kind of a word. Regimenting. Regimizing. Regimizing. Regimification. Yes. That's gonna work. You know, I have a I also have that fear. I have the fear of not being consistent and not being disciplined because it's the one thing that's I think the most difficult for me. Yeah. I know this is gonna sound like silver spoon, but I have a I have I have a natural proclivity towards talking to pu- in public and just saying shit and mm-hmm. people laughing and like not having to work really hard to to make something work or to have a good show or mm-hmm. to do stand up and do a really good job which is I think it's a double edged sword for me which is I have the capacity to have a good a good show where people laugh but in order to I think be great at it mm-hmm. I'd have to go through the process of really writing that shit down. It's work ethic versus really, natural talent. Absolutely. I tell my sister this all the time. I go, if you if you gave me all the money in the world and you said, who would you bet on? The person with natural talent or the person with work ethic? I was like, 100% of the time, I'm going to go work ethic. Because work ethic will always trump natural talent. And my friends who are naturally gifted mm-hmm. at something are actually the ones that don't reach for more because they already feel kind of good about something. That's exactly that's exactly my problem, 100%, for sure. I think that anybody, as somebody who's like new in the comedy world, uh, just here since last April, taking improv and stuff, yeah. I was, I've always been naturally funny. Just in, you're in your family, you're the funniest, you're at work, people laugh, you're naturally good. Then you get into a place where work ethic is important and you're like, knock down a peg. You're yeah. like, fuck. Yeah. I am not as good as I thought I was. In anything. And people are better. Yeah, yeah and, in anything. and anything, I know. I've always been like, I've always consistently been second place at stuff. And for a while, I used to be like, oh, man, I, I want to be first. And I started to go, no, second place is great. That's If you can get to second, that's hard in and of itself yeah. to, to even be on the radar on anything. But over time. Man, I feel the exact same. Always been second best, which is something that I I love that now because if you think about second best always means that you're on the radar but you have none of the pressures. It's a great place to be. I think so. Such a good place to be. I totally think so. But you feel so much pressure. Like... No, not these... You don't? No, you know what? I just... Because you just... You just stop caring. (laughs) I didn't It's not like apathy to the maximum where you're like, I'm not going to try. You're just like, oh, who gives a shit? Like it's... It's you got like seventy years on this thing. Like I don't care on this earth. Yeah, yeah. I was like in comedy. Dang. No, I just mean like. I mean like Mel Brooks is like fuck yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a solid Mel Brooks impression. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Yeah. I'm Mel Brooks. I'm Mel Brooks. No, um, but you just don't care. My dad no. loves Mel Brooks, and he doesn't know any comedy whatsoever. All dads love Mel Brooks. Fuck. He, Do he you just, not like Mel Brooks? No, it's not that I don't. I just... Uh, so it's I, officially on record. We can edit this to make it say that Oha doesn't like Mel Brooks. Does That's not. perfect. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate that and old we'll asshole. Auto-tune it and make it a song. <laughs> <laughs> don't like Mel Brooks. Is that that's a bad auto tune? That was really bad. Yeah, but it sounded like a country auto tune. It really did. <laughs> um, a version. Yeah, my dad fucking loves Mel Brooks, and I don't think he knows Mel Brooks's name, but he. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever he comes on TV, he's like, fuck yeah, it's my favorite comedian. And I don't think he knows. Do you know uh, Mel Brooks's real name? His what is full his, name? What is it? It's Melanie Brooks. What? That sounds like a character on 90210 that was a bitch and lit a man's car on fire. Melanie Brooks has big bangs. Like, she fucked your boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. She's also just a comedy legend. Yeah. <laughs> so, Zod, tell me about um, 
your move. So you moved to New York and then came back. Or no, you were in New York and then you moved to Houston, right? You're from New York. I, I was born in Queens. Then nice. my parents got money uh, after 25 <laughs> years of saving money. We used to live in a one bedroom in Queens. And then we one day just moved to a house in Long Island. And I remember not processing <laughs> like what happened. Because I was like, as we were driving away, I was like, so what about that place? And my dad's like, we're never going back there again. Not again. And I was like, no. And then we got to the house and I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> and then we moved to Houston. And then I went to high school here. And then I went to college in New York. And then I moved back here in 2010. 2010. Yeah, yeah about Five years ago. Did you do any stand-up in New York or did you start here? No, but I used to go watch a lot of stand-up because it was, it, was it was a cheap thing to go do. Yeah. Because like usually you can get like a ticket for like five bucks or if you just went to Times Square and just walked around, they'd give it to you for free because they were going to make their money back at the bar. Yeah. But I was a college kid, so I would just bring stuff in my backpack. <laughs> Still do that. <laughs> like order like a soda. Did you did you like it? You went and watched I've it. Always did you always dream of it. Yeah. Yeah. I when I was a kid, my brother still makes fun of me about this today. But when I was a kid, I used to watch. Um, what was his name? Bill Cosby. Robert, not Robert Klein, but ah oh, shit. Um, Who's old? I always loved stand ups, but when I was a kid, I remember like telling my brother my first stand up joke ever. I think I was like eight, and it was um, what's. What's the deal with yellow lights? They're supposed to make you slow down, but people keep going faster at them. That's pretty good, man. And to this day, <laughs> when I tell my brother, I was like, oh, I just did a show. And he's always like, yeah, what is the deal with yellow lights, though? Oh, he says you're lying back to you. Yeah, this is after 20 years of, yeah, he does not let that joke go. I was seven. It's a classic joke to yeah. him. That and my, I had an idea about something I like to call the card drum set. It was clip-on drums that you could put in everywhere in your car so that when you're riding along, you could play the drums in the car. And he doesn't let that go either. <laughs> I was seven. Whatever. Inventive. Yeah. I think that's good. So I don't know if that answers anything that we were when talking about. When I was about. seven, I was climbing trees and trying not to get uh, bit by snakes in Venezuela. Yeah, I thought oh. you were going to say killed in Venezuela yeah. by drug lords. Oh, that that also happens. Yeah. But, you know. That's what she meant by snakes. That's yeah, there's snakes. snakes. Yeah, called there. You know, it's interesting because being, I think, foreign gives you a weird, interesting perspective, or at least having parents that are that are foreign. And I find we were talking about this earlier that our moms are inadvertently funny, um, and that my mom also is inadvertently racist in very profound ways. Oh yeah, yeah. um, Just because it's like a culture thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, the the total reality of it is, she is a. Uh, she's a very racist kind person who does not know she's being racist. That's the difference. People that know versus people that were like, I didn't know that one's offensive. They just say stuff and then you have to check them. You have to check them. I know my dad, my dad lived in Mississippi for uh, two years and he, as soon as he would just say the blacks, and to me, it's like as soon as you put a the in front mm-hmm. of anything, you can't pluralize races. You can't pluralize. You can't do it. And he would just put a the Asians, pluralize. the blacks, the Mexicans. Yeah. And I was like, just call them black. Yeah. And don't even don't. with the S either. With the S's. <laughs> Nothing. The Chinese. I mean, the Chinese. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, you know, we come from a culture where. Every single Asian person is Chino, is Chinese. Yes. And that's just what you do. And so I also had to overcome some inherent 
uh, kind of not really knowing I was being a racist when I moved here. Because yeah. yeah. I literally would just, anybody who looked remotely Asian, I'd just call them Chino and think it was like super sweet. Making <laughs> friends <laughs> in America. <laughs> Making Chino friends. Soft Making, racism still hurts. Yeah, yeah soft racism. Yeah. It's true. Um, okay. The best kind. The best is soft. Edit that out. Soft and slow. <laughs> Um, Zod, what I want to talk about, my questions for you oh, are more about like who you fucking, you know, <sighs> like in, I know that comics in Houston circle jerk each other a lot, but are there, re- is there really time? Is there real relationships going on? You guys are always out doing things. Mm-hmm. Like what's just like, what's that like for you to try to be like, um, young, adorable male who's funny trying to fuck in this world? I'm not trying to fuck comedy. You're not trying no, to fuck. I don't have time. You, so that's what I'm asking. My like, life is just... dog shit right now. Really? Yeah, it sucks. Ladies, you heard it. Um, Come and get it. Everything is, it's not, I just, uh, I don't know. My that, my brain's not there. My, my head, honestly, I know that like a bunch of stand-ups or people, like I go out with friends and, and we'll be talking about it. It's like, yeah, that would be great. But I am also at the same time just too filled with exhaustion and apathy to... Mm-hmm make the effort to go do that but then again that's maybe because i've already done that so i'm now at a point where i'm like you know over it yeah but you know after shows do girls come up to you guys and like you did a really good job you like that joke one time that happened let me suck your dick one time it happened that one time one time it happened and then we were at home and we were full in at not at home at her her place, <laughs> um, and uh, in the middle of it, she asked me to tell her a joke. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, it's a real <laughs> Did thing. Did you happen. tell her a joke? No, I, I was just like, stop talking. <laughs> I'm like, not going to tell you a joke right please, now. No, yeah. And, she was, and then she was like, come on. And I was like, no. What if she had taken your dick and gone? Is this thing on? I is want that, that, to, that. I know. If there was any one reason to. To do sexy stuff, it was because I want that to happen. But what if you're just because I think I would laugh it? so hard yeah. at that? You could take control of the situation if your dick kind of isn't working for a second. You drank too much. You could hit it and just be like, "Hey, is this thing on?" <laughs> she already saw your set. But you know, try it. What, so I I didn't tell her a joke, and then we stopped. And then she was like, "Sorry, did that like ruin the mood?" And I was like, "Yeah." And then she was, and I was, she's like, "Can you tell me a joke now?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, fine." And then I told her the joke, and then she goes, I didn't think of the possibility of it being a bad joke. Oh. <laughs> she didn't like the joke. Whoa. And then I was like, I'm going to leave. And you then just I left. left. That was rough, man. That is rough. I, I feel like I feel awkward for her. I've never had somebody to be life. like, you're ruining the mood. But imagine going, hey, tell me a joke. Hey, yeah. tell me a That's joke. That's like if you're like, you know, fucking a lawyer and you're like do my taxes right now a lawyer do doesn't taxes. do taxes i don't know how things work who went work. to college here <laughs> i'm the dumb one a cpa um, oh okay a CPA. you know what i mean you know what i mean a you know cpa what I mean? would yeah. not do your personal taxes that would be that's they an over qualification let's not talk about career wow, i, I not, think so. i did you, not see this going in that do you guys direction. know like is how hard it is to you? become a cpa it is incredibly difficult yeah. It is like harder than the bar. I just want to make sure that we're giving accountants the credit that they deserve. No if that accountants makes are sense. listening to this for sure. Hey, to all accountants out there, I love you and I value you as people. <laughs> and uh, you know, email us. Crunching Tell us about your CPA. Crunching the numbers. Crunching the numbers. Yeah. But yeah, so you we've talked about this too, which is, and I feel like I'm on the same boat where. Um, 
you've said that you're, we, we talked about what emotionally unavailable meant, uh, what it, it actually so means. It does you sound stupid when you say it out loud, though. But it's, it sounds, and it sounds fake. If I was to yeah. tell my I mean, friend, oh, I like Zion, but he's emotionally unavailable, she'd be like, girl, he's lying to you. He like, fuck He's you. fucking someone else. But it is a very real... Um, I'm just... I'm just... I'm just like... I've got... No, I really don't have anything left. You don't have anything to give like, a girl. I, I, not not, not even a girl. Or like a guy. Just, gener- just generally, like, I don't... I don't feel like I... I kind of, over the last two years, kind of feel like I'm floating through, which is a yeah. shitty feeling, but it does happen a lot. Yeah. But, yeah, that's the most honest way I can put it. Is there a... F- I relate to it. I don't feel that way. I relate to it. Yeah. Um... But is there, do you think, like, a moment where you want to kind of get get out of it? Like, <laughs> ground yourself, be ready or, or something? Is that because just of still different circumstances clear? in my life right now and yeah. different situations that I'm in or attached to or things that I'm mm-hmm. doing, it's not, I really don't feel like it's my choice. Yeah. It's, it's not, like, on me, right? Maybe that's, that's like, a, some sort of escape mentality but it's not i just don't feel like i don't feel like i'm making that decision yeah i'm not, I'm not like actively like hmm. it's kind of just like you're not meeting a bunch of girls that you really like and connect with and just going like fuck you no thank you yeah i'm just like I that's don't... how i feel that's the same as i feel i sometimes i feel like being emotionally unavailable is more i think it really is like exhaustion being in a relationship is the hardest thing ever and to me it's like including them in your schedule like yeah. having fights until 3 a.m like being responsible for another person's direct sincere emotions is the it's so hard i just don't you know, you know. we work so hard too it's i mean they would have to come like have sex with me face. at one of my shows, what? you know? Like, they'd have to <laughs> come to beta. Shows. They'd have to come to beta, and I'll be like, okay, let's fuck in the bathroom really quick. I gotta go do Sounds two improv sets, and then that go to... That bathroom is, 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 is there. You can hear oh. it. You can hear it. I'm just it. like, it's not hidden. No, no. You wouldn't. The back bathroom is even grosser. Yeah. I can be very quiet. So that's <laughs> where I'm at. I can fall asleep in sex. I think it's actually, I would say, both of you guys... Where you almost held hands. Did y'all see that? You almost <laughs> held hands. So they're both talking about being right emotionally unavailable and then they're going to fuck after this. Um, I think it's incredibly responsible mm-hmm. to do this, to say, hey, I can't be um, in a relationship. I can't be responsible for your emotional well-being as well as mine. I'm trying to take care of myself. So I'm not going to get into something like that. It's already gotten me into trouble over the last year or so with some different people. So, so you, people are expecting things from you yeah. and you are like, I cannot can't, give that. And, to I, can't, and I made it like very abundantly clear. And what always happens is like the other person wants to get on board with you at the beginning because they're like, the, I still believe that all women love the idea of changing a man. It's, they love it. Yes. It's having a project is what yeah. you guys do well. And yes. this sounds super misogynistic and I get that, but that's all of the experiences I've had where they're like, that's fine, whatever you need. And in a couple months, we'll see. They yeah. have that. And every time that happens, that's like, I didn't change because I told you it wasn't going to happen. And they're like, well, uh, why isn't it happening though? Yeah, I, and that's happened to me. This, this. Do all women want? Is that a flaw? I don't know. I, can't, I don't think so. Nobody, nobody get mad at us, right? Like nobody get mad that we are saying something like this. But I do think about changing it. Even like their clothes, I'm like, I'll just buy them new clothes. Or 
if if it comes down, I'll just do this. It's, if I want it to change, true, I'll take control of it. Um, but you think not? A, you've dated people you don't want to change a little I have, bit. I have someone that's a girl that that I like. Who I'm like, I want to change you because you're being you do. Yeah, where I'm like, how did you make me the woman? It's a sucker mentality. How'd you how make did, me the how woman? Because usually guys are just like, whatever, babe, just get me coffee, suck my dick, whatever guys say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But like, and the, and the girl is always like, I'm going to help him like clean his apartment or do a thing that's nice for him. And then, you know, these yeah, are all so terrible nice. things to no, say on no, the internet. No, this is, this is think... what I think you're, you're saying. And it, it's but the someone that makes me want to make the effort. The generalization is what won't really work. But I do think that women are sort of uh, the way that we're raised and the way that things happen in the world. Yeah. There's yes. a general disposition towards things. That's not something that we're going to argue. From birth, take care of things. Yeah. Take care of people, mainly men take care of you. I want to take care of you. I want to get you coffee. I'll suck your dick. Like, oh, whatever. Man, women do so much. So much for guys. <laughs> I Women, we said this earlier, but I told you guys that I'm like a secret feminist. You're a secret yeah, feminist. Secret. That might, we'll not admit it. any of your friends we'll that you're a feminist. Admit. I know that this sounds exactly the opposite of maybe the things I just said a minute ago, but I think about it all the time. Like, women have it. It, it is such an easy life as a, as a man. Like I could pee right now and point it at all of you, but yeah. if you guys peed, your couch is messed up. Like yeah. you ruined. I would yourself. only screw myself. I, yeah, I can pee everywhere, and it and no baby shoots out of me. And when yeah. I wake up, the world isn't telling me I'm ugly, and I have to put a coat of paint on my face, and 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 blood comes out of my vagina. Yeah. Yeah. And I sometimes don't get as much pay. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just like there's so much stuff that's harder for you. It's like I have to shave my pussy because sometimes people like that. I do that. I will say that's something that I think the I think the main thing that bothers me is um, the beauty standards because I find because I'm directly tough. affected. It's tough, man. But the yeah. idea of uh, you turn on a commercial on TV and there's like a like a kind of like a sweet like kind of real chubby bearded. Mm like white guy with brown hair who's yeah. in like a national commercial ba -da -ba -ba -ba. selling exactly or cars or whatever the fuck he's selling but there's no way you're going to see a woman of his equal attractiveness mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. selling cars in a car commercial like that like unless have she's like falling over it yes. unless she like falls down or like something where you of can course. like of course if you're fat or if you're ugly there has to be some like mm. physical comedy included yeah. in it Melissa McCarthy um, you know I love her but she's yeah totally so funny but What's people name? don't give her the Phillips? chance Wilson Phillips Ca lady uh, Carney Wilson Car no the the uh, Pitch Perfect Wait Rebel, Rebel Wilson. Wilson Rebel Wilson Hey can I tell you guys a story about that I have blonde hair and I'm fat my grandmother who's known me my whole life now that she's older she's like you look like <laughs> fat Amy. And I'm like, okay, Mima, that's the first time. Cut to another time. She's like, you still look like fat oh Amy. God. I don't have bangs. I don't have like that blonde of hair. Yeah. Like, what? You don't look like her I at all. I don't, no, look, like don't look like her. And by the way, she's hilarious. She is. But the humor, the, the idea of women... Well, all women, by the way, not just like fat women, have like a stereotype that they fit into in the media. But her like just falling and like 
she like falls over and somebody sees her spanks and oh my god she wears spanks gross and like all this ugh it's so gross yeah the the what they're reduced to yeah you guys have it tougher we I think women it's definitely different yeah the if you if you get into like feminism and and what we do to people we do a lot to boys too we tell you guys you have to be macho Mm -hmm. but just speaking on being a woman or being a feminist somebody who is cares about equal rights Mm -hmm. You do see that you are. Just admit that you are a feminist. Don't be secret. Well, Just I'm say a, it loud, say it look, proud, let me, let me, girl. I'm a feminist as much as I am like a movie buff. You know what I mean? Like I like the ideas on the outside, but do I want to delve deeper? Nah, I'm okay. I can. I, I can if someone tells me like, "Hey, this uh-huh. is a good thought to have," I'm like, "All right, I'll have that thought." <laughs> Which is like a misogynistic <laughs> feminism. It's a. It's if a, a woman told me to be feminist. I would do it. It's feminism from the point of male privilege. <laughs> yes. This is like, yeah, Very I can. well put, yeah. Yeah, again. Yeah. I that's, feel that. That's where I, where when people are like, hey, they should get paid more. I'm like, I agree, uh-huh. man. Pay them. Well, but this is I'm why. not going to do it. I don't know how to do it. Yeah. How do I start feminizing? You vote. I guess you just vote. Yeah. So I don't Zod, this is what has always touched me about you, um, is that you are such a big supporter of women. <laughs> don't laugh at me. <laughs> God damn it. You are so, Oha and I write a show together, yes. stock show, and Oha is the amazing mm-hmm. host of that. Like yes. the funniest person in the world. Yes. And Zod, you're such a supporter of both of us mm-hmm. um, and of her and, and just of women in comedy. Like that, I think that means a lot. I think that says a lot. Oh. Yeah. Every time we've gone out, I said that if I'd be the one addition to a ladies' night where all the women there would be like, okay, it's okay. He it's can fine. hang out. Zod can come. He can hang out. And I've always been like that. As a, since as a kid, like I've always gotten along with girls better. Uh-huh. And then in college, I think somewhere in college, I was like, "Oh, you could you could fuck him." <laughs> like, Wait, you could do this thing? I love that it, you I admitted like, I that it was, it was just, in college that you even like, thought of fucking a girl. I was like, I didn't know that you could that they let you do this. Yeah, <laughs> I do, found sometimes you know. Yeah. I found that uh, growing up, I got a lot along a lot better with dudes generally speaking yeah and that i was always in a crew of dudes mm-hmm. and then when i got to college i also started hanging out with girls and asked myself whether or not you could fuck them yeah, <laughs> yeah. and you did girl and i did for nice. a bit yeah um, did that did you I'm, guys put, uh, smush it together you know that's not a, like a super popular thing. I've heard that. Do. That's they a, do do it. That's a myth. That's called scissoring. It's yeah. called scissoring. Yeah. It's not really. It's not really that great. Um, I don't even like that analogy though. Just because you put two scissors together, no one was actually closing and opening their legs no. to make a scissor motion. Because no, that's really what makes a scissor. It's not just the shape. Yeah. It's the actual cutting. The cutting is what makes a scissor. Yeah. So if you can't on internet land, can't see what I'm doing, but if. He's scissoring together and then chomped down. That's real scissoring. Like two pack. That wouldn't feel good. It does. No, it does not. I do remember. Okay. This is like TMI and I'm just going to say it anyways. Uh, And this probably happens to a lot of people, but I remember I had a girlfriend who. Nice. Yeah, I know. Nice. (laughs) Um, I had a girlfriend who she didn't tell me and I was like. 18 years old or 19 years old and she didn't tell me but she like okay i can't even believe i'm gonna say this on here but she's like squirted and she didn't tell me and i was 18 or 19 and i'd never heard of this before and it was all dark and i thought she was dying or had pissed on (sighs) me she did and i was 
What? She pissed on you. No, she didn't. She totally did not it's pee on urine. me. No, it's not. She did it not pee on me. It is for sure urine. 100%. No. There's been articles where some people are like, it's urine. And some people are like, no. <laughs> and I've, no one's solved it. So Nobody I think it's it. something that no we don't know yet. Um, so it's I, I'm, I was under the impression that it is not pee. Um, yeah. Because it didn't smell like pee and it did not look like pee. But it sure acted like it. It was like if somebody bottled up a bunch of sweat. <laughs> it just came out. That's oh what it my was. god! That is the like narcissist way to put milky that. Sweat. <laughs> milky, oh. milky sweat. Don't bring hey, lactose into this. Here is, um, here's the. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but what? I don't what? I feel like it is just. It's like when a cat pees or a cat sprays. She sprayed you. It's oh, not I like a full thing of urine. She just sprayed you. Oh, that, that would be a, like a lesbian thing to do. I, I think. hate when girls are like, I can squirt. Like, you're, fuck you, sit down. Like, <laughs> I can squirt. I oh. just like to imagine that a lot of lesbians are coming up to Stacey being like, I can squirt. And Stacey's like, you know what, bitch? Sit the fuck down. Not just lesbians, like in the street. You know, guys will be lesbians like, Lesbians in the street? Was that the phrase no, no, you were going to use? World. Street world. I thought you said lesbians, lesbians in the street. Lesbians in the street. These damn street They've lesbians. Been up to me. No, like, uh, sh- you know, straight uh, guys mm-hmm. will talk about, oh, man, this girl squirted. Uh. I'm like, first of all, you're fucking lying. And if it did happen, it's pee. And then girls oh. are like, some, you know, tarted up girl is always like, I can squirt, I squirted before. <laughs> or some guy's just like, oh, you got a finger or right. Like, it's gross and it's urine. But to be fair, you do. You got a finger or right. You do got to do it. Don't do it have wrong. Have you ever That's been fingered? Yeah. Zod, have you ever been fingered yep. like where they try to do the, they try to get you to squirt? Because there's like, I think there's an article probably somewhere that probably. taught a guy how to do it. I've seen wi- tutorials on WikiHow. Vice is really Ed's pushing the envelope. Yeah. So they, they do it and they try to do this thing where they finger you and then they rub your stomach. But I have a lot of stomach. And I don't think it's sexy. But like... they Who's rubbing it. stomachs? No, you gotta like... Uh, like And it's just it's like, I'm about to pee on you. I can feel my bladder working. You look like an old school DJ right there. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I it like felt. Wikipedia. But just on my stomach. <laughs> anyway, I'll oh. show you later. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Question mark, question mark. Um, okay. So you've, you've answered that. I think that dating, so I think it's smart that you're staying away from dating other comedians. Would you date a comedian? I wouldn't, I wouldn't, or would, I don't, I don't have rules like that. You already said you fuck everybody. No, I'm, I was saying that I was in my early twenties having a good time. And then I'm. That sounded weird. Well, you were living in New York. In New York, this is I my just, theory about New York. In New York, then, everybody fucks everybody. They but don't even care. then, I wasn't even like, I wasn't like a crazy person. I just, <laughs> I was just, I was just, a, I was just younger. That's all I could say. Yeah. But now it's just like it's I don't have like, appetite. I won't or I will not date or not date. I don't. I try not to compartmentalize as much. So like, I don't really have rules. I'm just like. The minute that the minute that I like something or that I'm invested in it, I'm 100% in it. Wow. And anything that's like less than that, I won't even touch because it's not worth my time. Damn. Does that make sense? Oh, that so makes perfect if sense. If I like that something, so nice. if I like something, like I really like it. And if I don't even like that much, then I'm just like, I just, it's not intentional. It's just, it's just, it's either going to suck now or it's going to suck in a couple of months where there's more on the line. Yeah. You know, I've recently gotten into the, into the habit of like, 
if I like somebody, I ask them out. I'm just doing it. Nice. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's a lot easier, I think, to just sort of, um, it's like real life swipe right kind of situation yeah. where I'm just like, hey, do you do you want to go out? Is that something you'd consider? No, cool. Yes, cool. Let's try it. Mm-hmm. And then in yeah. my mind, I'm just trying to get through the the sort of like blundering idiot part real quick. So you have I less can, shame as you grow up too, which is amazing. No one tells you that when you're a kid. Like you're not going to care later. You know, that's an like, amazing portion you're of You're going to do up. weird stuff and it's going to be totally fine. Nobody, it's going to be totally gonna, fine. You, you'll stop thinking that people are obsessively staring at you, yeah. which may also be a mental illness that I have. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure yet. I'll let you know when I'm 40, which is I'm apparently diagnosed. when life starts. I, I remember when I was... Yes, I agree on that. I remember when I was a kid, I used to I used to have a genuine... Just telling my buddy Zach about this, I had a genuine fear of getting older and then getting... Whoops. I had a genuine fear of getting older and me and my wife getting pregnant. Like... Because then that would mean that my mom would know I had sex. Aww. Like, she would be like, did you have sex? And I'm like, no, but it's my kid. No, but <laughs> like, it's, like, legal. Yeah. Like, it's, like, well, it's legal before. It's yeah. not like it's legal. <laughs> it's totally legal but to, like, I'm get like, your wife pregnant or your girlfriend now pregnant. Now you can just do weird stuff and it's totally fine. You can. You can do weird stuff. You my, don't care. Um, you don't care about it. My dad is a pretty conservative dude. And uh, I find that. Uh, like I never sexually or fiscally just all of it all of just <laughs> sexually the entirety yeah I, I don't hope to put never that there <laughs> save your money <laughs> I hope to never find out whether or not he's uh, sexually conservative or liberal I don't know yeah. what I don't want to talk about it he's a um, a lady in the streets but a republican in the sheets that's Ooh. right mm. one time I walked out of my bedroom and he was yelling at a cable guy because uh, he was really angry, but he was wearing a giant red poncho. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're not Mexican. <laughs> and he's wearing like camouflage Crocs. Nice. And a giant red poncho made out of like real sheep wool. Oh my gosh. Not just like, you know, a shitty poncho made yeah. out of, you know, cotton. But mm. cotton. Is that what they're. Okay. I don't know. I trust. It's blends, maybe. Yeah. Um, but he's yelling at this man, and as he's like waving his hands, his poncho is kind of coming up and down with his hands, and it's got little tassels at the end of it. Oh. And I was like, if that man that he's talking on the phone with could see what he's wearing, he would not be taking him seriously. Yeah. Or just because it's Comcast, he's probably already not taking you seriously. Yeah, that's fair. Ooh, dig Because they have shit service. I, I, that worries me about getting into a rela- like, you get into a relationship, and then like. Six months is great. A year is great. Two years is great. Maybe if you're lucky, four years is great. Whatever. I don't know. But but then people have like Already gives me anxiety. for like 10 years and then that that person stops caring about how they look or what they're... And yeah. then you just see... Then you just... You just become just awful people. Yeah. Just just awful. Okay. So like... Okay. I was thinking, my dog... I had to put my dog to sleep on Friday. I'm sorry. And so it's okay. He's he's dead now. Um, <laughs> you didn't mean to be as he abrasive. Is. No, but, but you, I don't probably saw dogs go to heaven ten uh, times already. So we were at the like my my family came and uh, we went we were at the thing and then my dad like dipped out earlier. He's been taking care of him a lot recently. So I think dad got kind of emotional and was like, you know what, I'm gonna bow out. And he left a little bit earlier. And then my mom and my sister were outside and I stayed with them like as they're giving him the injection. It's really sad, but they, the doctors were like, "Hey, let us know when you're ready. Just come out and give us a head nod, and I'll have the doctor come in." And I come outside, 
and my dad, my mom is on the phone with my dad, and I hear them, I hear my mom saying, "No, you got me ginger. I said I needed garlic," and my dad is like arguing with her, and this goes on for like three minutes, and at, at like minute like two. They're just having like the ginger garlic argument like for like two minutes straight. Like no no progress is being made. And the doctor is standing there like looking at them like, hey, I got I to gotta kill your family member. So like <sighs> can we – like what do you guys want to do? And I'm looking at my mom like, You're, you guys are awful. Both of you are the worst right now. Uh-huh. Like we got to kill our dog and you're arguing about groceries. And it yeah. was just like I don't want to be – like I, maybe I want to be that. I don't know. I think just two people that are just like so – on the money with each other. Was that story that too heavy? No. <laughs> well, I don't think it's that bad. First of all, like just the idea of two parents still together, you know, out of my realm of possibility. Yeah. But the the idea that like what they were doing in that moment, your dad getting out of the situation and your mom choosing to engage in that argument via phone when she's still there is yeah. like that is the ultimate in one um avoiding the situation both were avoiding the situation of what's going on inside and then like the safest person they could be with at that moment was their partner that's talking about asinine shit yeah fighting about asinine shit but they're totally oblivious almost of like how they look and that's what kills me is like what happens when you get into into like what's the threshold at which you get into a relationship where you like you just stop caring about I don't know. I that's why I already you. have this body and this mindset and this personality. Yeah. So it starts out real low with a guy Shut up. and ten years later it can only get better. Oh. Um, Zod, I think that you are amazing. We are wrapping mm. up now. Mm-hmm. It's over, but no. I would say if I had to say if I had to comment on your appearance and I think that it's my job too, you're adorable, you're great. And your Aww. freckles are my favorite. Uh, we thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, yeah, I had fun. We could keep this conversation going for so much longer. We're yeah, gonna tur- we'll just we're going to turn off the mics and start naming names. And keep hanging out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank, thank you guys you so, so much. much. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks. Relationships.